When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Bernard. That's a special guest coming up. Timmy Lammers coming up in a couple of minutes. Got some amazing stories about just how stupid people are getting. Did you hear about this situation with the ropes in the trees in Oakland, California? I have not. Oh, you're going to love this story. These... These politicians need to be rounded up. I'm just telling you. Yeah, your blood pressure is already rising. Oh, I have God. something that's going to make you feel better to show you after we get done with break. Really glad so to tune that. in on Facebook and watch this. You might this will be cool. You want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, we'll be right back after this. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. for. <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, what's his face for Walzer? <laughs> the very needy Doug Sprinthal. Very needy. Walzer needs two things. We need new people that want to learn how to sell cars. We're happy to teach a 12-week paid uh, learning program, and it's a salary uh, all the time. So it's not catch what you kill. It's really a fun job. First-year salespeople make eh, a little less than sixty grand a year on average, so it's this is not working at McDonald's. The other thing is, oddly enough, used car business is rocking, and we need used cars. We're paying uh, up to Kelly Blue Book Excellent, sometimes over for the right car. Uh, you can go to any of the stores if you just want to sell them outright. If you have a lease coming due, you might check with Walzer because there's a chance that you might have equity. That's an unusual situation, but uh, we'd be happy to put money in your pocket, and we'll always we'll always take them in on trade. So if you have any questions, you can always email me directly at Doug at Walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. 
Oh, he's dragging a bag. Here. I got can't something be good. cool to show you. So I t- told you on the morning show I watched 1917. Yep. Uh, love the movie. There was just uh, the sets and scenery and the photography were just phenomenal. phenomenal. Fantastic. And both my grandfathers served. My one grandfather was on a sub chaser. They basically drove around the ocean and threw barrels of dynamite yep. over the side, hoping to kill Germans. Yep. Right. Charges. And the other one was in the artillery. And I have some artifacts from that grandfather, my dad's dad. A live and artillery they would, show. Well, not cool. So they would take shells and they would make religious icons yep. out of them. And here is Oh, one. you were telling me that, yeah. Check out how cool this is. Holy Christ. Wow. It's like the Crusader goblet. Yep. It's 112 years old. Show uh, show everybody on the camera. It's the really? Holy Grail. Yeah, really. <laughs> it looks like the Holy Grail. It's in really good shape. It is. God, look how beautiful that is. Yeah. That is not light. Man. No. Wow. You can imagine if it was full of uh, yeah, gunpowder exactly. and a projectile oh, in there. Yeah, I think that was kind of cool. One of those shells could level a building. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That is unbelievable. That's so, that's gorgeous. my World War One story. Mm. So, that's from World War One. Yep. Tim, what's your World, one, World War One story? World War War. I'm just looking at the uh, deal. Tom's holding up the goblet thingy right now. Mm. That is really cool. It's, it's cool. Amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, I'm glad you got to see the movie, Doug. It is the best movie of last year, no question. Great movie. Except that Kraut son of a bitch that stabbed the kid. I'm not wild oh, about that. God. Well, you know what? And I and I hate to sound all artsy and try to sound profound or whatever, but that was just the reality of the situation, you yeah, know? That's true. I forgot. Did he stab him or shoot him? I can't stab remember. Stab him. He did stab him. I thought so he did. I, yeah, I it was... would have been unrealistic had we not had a situation like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I was know, a... they both knew it was a suicide mission, and unfortunately for one of them, uh, was, spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was, I was really into world. You should see the movie. When I was in, uh, a kid, I was really into World War One airplanes, so when they're showing them, I'm watching it with Sarah, and I said, those are south with camels. She goes, what are those? I said, well, it's a British airplane. Da, da, da. Is that what, what did the Red Baron fly? It was a Fokker uh, triplane. And then when there was the dogfight, I said, that's an Albatross DV-7, and it, that's the one that crashed, and they pulled the guy out, and they stabbed him in the guts. Really? Yeah. God, it was so tragic. <laughs> did you feel like you were there with them? You were the third person? With these guys are walking through the trenches and the um, fields. In the when they were in the uh, German tunnels, I sure did. You know when they're in the underground barracks and the rats are eating stuff that's hanging from the deal, and then the mm-hmm. trip wire goes off. Yeah, I, I I felt like I was right there. Now, Michael Bryant and my son Quinn and I all jumped at that scene. Did you jump? I did not. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bryant's kind of a pussy though. It's a long <laughs> film. I think I was six beers in at that point, <laughs> but I was yeah, no longer laughing. No, I'm, just well, I'm kidding. glad to hear it. Glad to hear that. Trench warfare is one of those things where it's just like, take uh, my country. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. It's not Indeed. worth it. You know, I thought when you referenced Fockers, how many years did they make Fockers? F O K K E R. Well, there was Meet the Fockers. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a different deal. But. I think that they got one of those deals from the Treaty of Versailles put them out of business. So yeah, they started right. building warplanes in 1912 or so. The war didn't start till 1914, but there were always there were a few companies that were building that stuff. And I think they were Dutch, if I remember right. I think that's right. Yeah, I remember being a little kid in North Minneapolis, and one of my buddy's grandfather. He goes, "Tommy, you like jokes a lot." I said, "Yeah, I do. I love them." He goes, "Do you ever hear about the guy? He's a German guy. His Kraut's making a speech about uh, this, that, and the other thing." And he goes. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm on the side of the uh, Americans. Uh, 
and I got to tell you the story. And he's trying to do a German accent. It's uh-huh. not working, right? And he goes, so we was out there, and, uh, you know, we were surrounded. There was Fockers on the left of us. There was Fockers on the right of us. <laughs> and the host goes, oh, wait a second. We should tell everybody that uh, F-O-K-K-E-R, a Fokker is an airplane. He goes, yeah, but these Fockers were Messerschmitts. <laughs> 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 really? Fokker no. was Dutch, and it went out of business in 96. Oh, really? 96? Yep. Why didn't they ever make a Fokker mobile? <laughs> they might have. Hey, let me drive that Fokker. I guess it was wrong about the Treaty of Versailles, although maybe they couldn't make warplanes or Probably something. Not. Probably not. Yeah, sure. they uh, made commercial aircraft after that. They made the, uh, let's see, up until the... Yeah, the mid-90s, they were making little commercial aircraft that I don't think America ever used, so we'd never heard of it, but there's a bunch of them. Hmm. Bunches and bunches. Yes, yeah. indeed. I suppose that's true. All right, can I read my, my this is my favorite story, <clears throat> news story of the day, because people, I am here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we all have to band together and demand that white people shut up. I think we should just kick them all out of the country. We, they should have to go. All the whiteies should have to go. Go back to Europe. First of all, white women are getting further and further left by the day, and white men are becoming bigger candy asses by the day. Well, you know white we men need? just want Here's to sleep the other with solution. the white women, so they say whatever. There was an old Eddie Murphy skit where he's a reggae musician, and he plays at the yeah. VFW, and the <laughs> yeah. song is Kill the White People. Kill the White, kill the white kill People. Kill the White People. Okay, so this is my favorite story of the day because it's such a white strife thing for you got to admit dougie this far left these white people are insane well i told you the story i heard on the way over that they're re the city of duluth is contemplating oh, re new, renaming some of their management positions they're not going to have a, a cfo anymore because they think chief is offensive oh my god <laughs> <laughs> they chief you know, in school i remember there would be examples offered and at the end, they'd always say, well, the chief example. Right. Uh, it's not a Native American or Indian term. It's just the head gun is the chief. Well, chief came from Old French. Exactly. It's not from Native American chief. <laughs> How stupid are these? That's what I'm saying. I the, mean, you can use it derogatorily. Well, can, but chief uh, financial yeah, officer yeah. is from the Old French, which came from the Latin, which meant head. It's it's saying head financial right. officer. Yeah, that's all it is. But they're going to still well, maybe do. Maybe it'll be head financial officer now. It'll be the will. HFO. Why don't we just go with chief asshole? Just add an asshole to it, and then it'll sound I don't fine. Think that would help. Like, what do you mean? I think we're going to get to the point where people are going to be saying, "I'm uh, financial unit three from <laughs> company one seven seven in district three five nine going to be the Jetsons. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be the Jetsons. That'll be it. You know what can't I'm going to do? Anyone, I'm just so. going to learn sign language to communicate because anything you say will offend somebody. Well, I know. It's all offensive now. Everything's offensive. I don't know why it is, but it certainly is. And I, Everybody needs to calm down. Relax. I tell you, my solution last week I came up with all this federal stimulus money, mail everybody a bag of pot. Yeah. Get, a, get high we'll and be calm fine. down. We'll be good get for two days. Calm down. There's no question It'll be about a run it. on food at Cub. Yes. What were you and I just talking about before the podcast started that we agreed on wholeheartedly about about the either the shape of the country or the future of the 
What the hell were we talking about? We were talking about Nielsen ratings and then about... Yeah, Nielsen ratings, which don't even exist anymore. I strongly believe the shape of the country should be square. (laughs) I like it. That's exactly what it was. Cut off everything else. Florida goes. Yep. Uh, the top of Minnesota has to go. Exactly. we got to yeah. be perfectly square, and then we'll be fine. I don't know. The, the whole thing is just, would you all just calm down? All of these things that people are saying and doing now, would you shut up? And here's a prime example. Police say five ropes were found Tuesday attached to various trees in a park in Oakland, California, and the city's mayor says a hate crime investigation is in the works. NBC Bay Area reports the ropes were tracked down by police after a complaint on social media about a noose in the park near Lake Merritt. In an online post, Mayor Libby Schaff, and by the way, this woman's out of her mind, (laughs) says the ropes had been taken down and she called the FBI to investigate. These have no place in our city at any time, but especially in this time, Schaff said. The Oakland Police Department says any ropes on or attached to trees, limbs, or other objects can be associated with hate crimes and racial violence. Let me say that again, because the police department said any ropes on or attached to trees, limbs, or other objects can be, can be associated with hate crimes and racial violence. Now, you want to get to the important part of the story? Yes. One man, Victor Sengbe, who's black came forward and said, uh, I was the one who put those ropes up there. I use them to work out. Oh, my God. He works out. He does pull-ups on them. Uh, he does it. rope climbing. There's one with a loop in it. They said it looked like a noose. So he can pull, do pull-ups on it. I mean, what? People honestly believe that we're living in the 17th century. They really do. Out of the hundreds, thousands of people who walked by, no one even thought it looked anywhere close to a noose, said Sangbei, who is black. Still, Schaff says, that's not an excuse. Oh, my God. <laughs> not even black people can put a rope on a tree anymore without offending everyone. Andy, this white woman, this Ms. Sangbei. <laughs> of course. Or what, no, that Sangbei's no. the guy. Yeah. Uh, Schaff, Lindsay Schaff, she knows more about being black than a black man. She knows much which more about Which is right out of Black Jesus. It's, it's right out of Black Jesus, exactly. <laughs> which I love to the. I love that show, Black Jesus. It's the greatest. Hey, hey, Broham, what you doing now? I just love it when Jesus starts talking street. Here come those yoga bitches. <laughs> Here come the yoga bitches. So, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Sangbei, even though he's black, and said he put him up in the in the trees so he could work out. He wanted a free workout. That's what he wanted. No, she says, sorry. No. Uh, she closed out. Uh, Schaff says that's not an excuse for the torturous and terrorizing effects from people seeing rope. Seeing rope. From people seeing rope. Mm. So, first of all, why does it take so long in the news story to get to that point? Yeah, like, exactly. That's what they're for. <laughs> and second of all, why is it a story then? I know. I know. We'll be back right after this with Timmy. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So we met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. 
Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We will, we will. You know what? That reminds me, uh, Tim, I saw a new movie yesterday. Uh Yes, what was it? The Mighty Ducks 2. (laughs) (laughs) Were you 11? (laughs) Melissa likes hockey, and we're Minnesotan. Although the Mighty Ducks aren't Minnesotan anymore. They're from Anaheim. They're Anaheim, but from what I understand, Disney Plus is going to have a Mighty Ducks uh, TV series, and I do believe they're going to at least set it in huh. Minnesota. Now, whether they oh, film it go. here, like <clears throat> no. they did the films, is uh, is not to be determined. I but yeah. I doubt that it will. Not going to happen. It was, you know, seeing them go down all these places. Oh, I've been there. I've been there, et cetera, et cetera. It's must be what someone from New York or LA feels like literally every day. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. I uh, that was my one chance to be for the Mighty Ducks three. To be on film, they rec- recruited a bunch of us numbskulls to stand and pretend mm-hmm. we're press for seven hours for a scene, because it took that long to film this minute-long scene. And uh, and then, as it turned out, I got cut from the... They, they panned the camera across the reporters, and they cut it off halfway across Belinda Jensen's face. Oh. <laughs> what? And, and I was standing next to Belinda Jensen. <laughs> you know who was in it, though. So I I, I'm, I hit the cutting room floor. We, we know <laughs> it was someone. Just a quick whip pan across the reporters, and they cut it off right before me. So never again will I be suckered into saying, "Hey, you can be in a movie." Well, talk to JB. He's in it. Yeah, JB is, he is really? in it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. he, he is, is the coach from Nigeria, I think. Why does he have to be from Nigeria? <laughs> What's that all about? Which, which, maybe, which one? Maybe which, he does a great Nigerian accent. Which film was it? I mean, uh, one, three. Two, three? Three, three okay. because that's like the world one where they're... Well, the two's kind of the world one, too. There's... Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking... Honestly, maybe he was in two. Hmm. You know one of my favorite hockey movie is of all time? Let me see. Slapshot. It's called Miracle. And the reason it's my favorite... I love Slapshot. But the reason Miracle is my favorite hockey movie of all time... Because Lou Nanny in it is played by a homely little weasel. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard. It's like, Louie, that guy looks just like you. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, it's so great. But it's... You, you say slap shot. You know, we were talking this morning about um, movies, comedy, how comedy movies suck now. Think of all the stuff they said in slap shot that they would never get away with now. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. But what a funny movie. The Hanson Brothers. Oh, they're just classic stuff. 
You are correct, sir. But, yeah, Slapshot was a great movie. There are a lot of great movies out there, actually. I haven't seen one in a while, but that's because they don't make good movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's tough. It's tough. We watched so, oh. uh, The Seven Psychopaths the other night. That was a Brennan Keller I pick. saw that, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that movie's crazy. It is rather crazy, yes. I would have to. I must I agree. I think they watched a lot of Quentin Tar- Tarantino films. Yes. Oh, Maybe. God, yeah. It's, uh, what's his name? God, I love that guy. <sighs> what the hell's his name? The star of it. Damn it, I really yeah. like him, too. Colin Farrell, is it? Colin Farrell, yeah, and well, Christopher, the, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh, Walt is Seven Psychopaths. Oh, what the hell's his name? He's in a lot of movies. He's never been the like the main star of a movie that I know of, but he's damn good. Doesn't matter. Sam Rockwell is that who I'm talking about? That could be. Was I Sam Rockwell? He, I don't think he's in that. It's, it's just, well, that's not who I'm talking there. about. Then oh, it doesn't matter. But in any case, all we know but now is now you got me curious. I'm going to have to look it up. I can't remember who the hell I'm talking about. But I do like Sam Rockwell, too. That's, I guess, why his mm-hmm. name popped into my head. I think he's very, very funny. He can play a psychopath just about as well as anyone. Woody Harrelson was great. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is he is a very talented guy. He is. Okay, if... we have uh, Michael Pitt, Michael Stolbarg, Sam Rockwell, Colin Farrell. It is Sam. Yeah, it is Sam, Sam Rockwell. It was him. Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, that's Loved right. Harry that's Dean. Loved him. Kevin you, Corrigan. What was the name of that movie where, when, oh, God, when he's in it, and he goes, I'll tell you one thing, you better be careful you're going into town because there's a possibility one of them townies might not care for you and shoot you right in the brain pan. <laughs> was that, I haven't seen it since it came out, was that No Country for Old Men? No, that was, no, uh, that was not. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. yeah. One of the biggest pricks I've ever seen in my life. I've heard that. Oh, what a jerk. It's hard not to watch him on the film, though. Oh, he's a very he's talented guy. He's got a ton guy. of magnetism. He's a very, very good actor. But I guess he's just... I, I didn't meet him, but it, he was in the same restaurant. I told you that story, didn't I? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. We're in an, he's married to an Asian woman. Right, so he likes this one sushi place. He always goes there, apparently. And, and a friend of mine said, oh, let's go. This is in Florida, we're mm-hmm. talking. So we went to the sushi place, and he was there with his wife. Right, we didn't, you know. He's. Bones for Quinn. What's that? I'm sorry, I, I was just uh, hollering that there was a phone call for somebody in my household. Oh no, no problem. Uh, uh, so in any case, we're sitting there, and about a 15 year old kid walks up to Tommy Lee Jones, and before he says a word, Tommy Lee Jones says, "Yeah, yeah, I know, kid. You love my movies." Mm. What a dick. Seriously, the kid's like 15 years old, and now you gave him an impression that all big stars are pricks. Yeah. Whatever. You know, I have a story with, not directly involving me, but uh, I went on a couple press junkets, uh, quite a few actually, for Bill Carlson back in the day, and I met the guy from Cleveland, real good guy. Um, I won't say his name, but apparently uh, interviewing Tommy Lee Jones for one deal, he, he just couldn't stand how negative Tommy Lee was. Yeah. So they got in a heated argument. It almost came to blows. This is an on-camera interview. Really? Tommy Lee was just being such a jerk. Oh, and then they confiscated man. the tape, so they had no evidence of it. Isn't he only about like 5'7 or 8, something like that? 5'7? <sighs> Aren't they all? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, it'd be getting in fistfights, I didn't pretty easy to get your ass kicked i would think be careful yeah and then then bill told me other stories of tommy lee jones making reporters cry because he was such a prick to him yeah 
That's right. Yeah, what, I know. You know, why do what you do? You know, it's just like one time I it was another guy that was a prick, and I don't understand why he's still in the business unless he's gotten better. But I interviewed him once and never again. Hugh Grant. Really? Oh, I've heard that he's a flaming prick. I've never talked yeah, to him. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I, I hate it. I hate being uh, an actor. And all. But then why are you doing it I if know. you hate it so much? Well, he you know, radio. He told me in the interview how much he hated the business. Well, I then know. what are you doing? Get, give somebody else a chance. Get out. Money. But he's still doing it. A lot of people do things they hate for money. That's true. I guess. Like radio. I, guess. I, would, hate, <laughs> I would hate being an actor, I can tell you that much. I wouldn't care for Not being either. able to go anywhere without being pestered by fans. Oh. <laughs> well, I was talking about that this morning, Andy, with Mike Lindell. Keep your money. You cannot go anywhere in the world with Mike Lindell. Nope. Everybody knows who he is. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's the beauty of radio. Just don't talk and no one will know. I, did, uh, I already got a call from a couple of people that said... Uh, they wanted to ask me a question. Bilski was one of them. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, Donald Trump just made an announcement that he's going to have Mike Lindell do all his commercials for him for the uh, presidential run, the re-election run. He have Mike Lindell do all his commercials. He goes, so apparently all these people are assuming that I'm going to be the voiceover guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, probably not. Probably not. I don't have anything against it. Look, I am one of those kind of guys. Yes, I do see uh, Donald Trump's shortcomings, but I saw Obama's shortcomings and George W. Bush before him and Bill Clinton before him and Ronald Reagan. You and I have talked about the fact that, you know, these psychopaths are now in CHOP instead of in mental institutions Mm -hmm. because Reagan shut them all down. I don't know. I I don't like people that are in power like that. It's not I don't like those kind of people. I don't know if it's just getting worse or it's only getting worse because I'm paying more attention. It's yeah. hard to tell. I don't know. I, it, I think the whole thing is just a complete disaster. I really do. But name one world leader you do like. That's the whole problem. I don't know very many of them. I think Angela Merkel's done a pretty good job with Germany. Angela Merkel. Is she even around anymore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought they gave her the hook. Who did well, they get? Who's the woman? They, oh, that was in England. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, oh, God, what's her name? That was my people. Theresa May? Yeah, there you go. Well, Theresa May, you. is that who that was? Yeah, look, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, Angela Merkel has done whatever. Whatever. Well, it's the strongest country in Europe. I mean, yeah. they get the best economy, and they've well, we gave done the a lot of things industry. right. <laughs> no, we gave those to the Japanese. That Japanese, we gave the automobile industry. Yes, we did. No, I don't know. It's, it's a situation where we just... I mean, you look at the biggest countries in the world. China, nice leader. Russia, yeah. nice leader. United well, States, dictators. nice leader. They're all dictators. Yeah. I mean, it's Jesus. I don't know. But enough of that. We only got 15 seconds in this segment, so I'm going to put a big smile on and go, isn't it great to see everybody? Put on a happy be face. Be ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we will be right back. More with Tim Lammers and Doug Sprinthal and the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. To want me. Oh, okay. All I ever get is support from the listeners to the KQ Morning Show and the Family Podcast. From Joe in Louisville, that's why you're so screwed up, Tom, because all the blows you took to your head. Hmm. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that immensely. And also, Doug, you're going to want to hear this one. Oh, yes. Doug's on the phone right well, now. Well, no, uh, our guest, i just just sending her some info. I'll be, I'll be oh. done in a second. All right, we'll just do, 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 do. Well, we got Tim. Okay. This final you're Jeopardy. You're done. Okay, so from uh, Joe from Louisville, it's not nice to talk about Doug like that. <sighs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Tiny. Thanks, buddy. I called him Steiny hey. once. We were talking on the phone as a couple of years ago. And he was, how'd you know that was my nickname? I said, well, not a... Wait a minute, you called who, what? Steiny. Steinmetz? That, no, Joe. Oh, that's Steiny. Yeah. Yeah. And that apparently when he was a kid, that was his nickname. Yeah, because Steinmetz was our general manager. Right. They called him Dr. Yeah. No or Steiny the whole time. Yeah. Somebody told me he killed it in the geef businesses out in Arizona. Really? I guess Steinmetz did really well in that business. Huh. So that's good. I, uh, I am waiting for Doug because he he introduced uh, through his introduction to you the Babylon Bee. Oh, I love it! And the uh, vicious three one one call to Minneapolis's new crime prevention yes. system. Yes. Do you have it? Did in you front hear of you? Tommy? I've not heard that one yet. I've heard about it, but I've not seen it yet. Oh, my God. I want to hear it. It was about as good as Tony Lee's bit today about ordering pizza through Amazon. <laughs> I know, that was, Amazon that pizza. That was really good. It was very funny. And Tony's a very good writer. Yeah. He's a really good writer. And you know what? In fact, I sent it to Tony saying, is this, it almost sounds like Tony at the end. Yeah, I could see it that. It almost does. It, and it's like, no, Tony, they, the Babylon Bee didn't rip you off, did they? <laughs> you know, it sounds so much like him, but it is like a classic Tony Lee bit. One of my favorite Babylon Bees of all time is just from a couple of days ago where Nancy Pelosi announced Black Lives Matter, but only until November. <laughs> <laughs> See, how is it That's that very I'm funny. glad I'm glad that they keep going with they, they're throwing you everything they got. Right. And and right. how come nobody's trying to cancel them? I'm shocked. I because am too. the onion does the same thing, obviously. Yeah, the onion, yeah, they've kind of moved they've moved toward advertisers more than they have being funny. Really? I see. I, yeah. I really haven't. I follow them on Twitter, but honestly, I just try not to go on Twitter too much because no, I it understand. is nothing but hate-fueled stuff. Not everything, but <sighs> mostly. No, it's true. It's, so, but, but I just happened to catch this one from the Babylon Bee. I didn't, even, I, I didn't start following them until then. Love them. Until I caught this, this audio that they did. It's just unbelievable, man. Oh, God, it's funny. Do you have it? Do I have it? Let me. Or is it on? Is it on today? What, what day is it on? Uh, let me see. I sent. 
Let me get the link that I sent to Tony. You know, hey, Bill, you know also you know worth following is that C.L. Coven guy that does the Drop Dead Trump impersonation. Oh, yeah. He posts one about every three days. Does he really? He went on it? about... I we getting them on. I'm trying to get a hold of him. Oh, he okay. went on... Uh, as the president explaining that I know Juneteenth better than anybody else, and Juneteenth is, they used to call it bat mitzvah, when bat young mitzvah. teenage girls become women, and my good close friend <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, so technically oh. by the Bible, uh, some of them were past the Juneteenth Jewish, Jewish teenager age by three, I mean, it's... Yeah. Like, I, that I don't, guy is I funny. I post that, and I've got a lot of real right-wing friends, and even those guys go... God, I shouldn't have laughed at that, but that you was know really what? funny. It's hilarious. Send this, send this link to Cassie, and she can somehow get it to you guys. Um, Forget it. You're out. I'm out. No, it's, yeah. it's believe me, Tommy. You can email it to me. It. You can email it to Andy. You want to do that? Okay. Uh, let me get that then. Yeah. You got that email address, I think. I should, yes. And I'm not going to say it out loud. Don't worry. <clears throat> Big Butt Daddy so 66 Andy will be on everybody's yeah. email list. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, okay. It's coming in a second. It's okay. giveupthefunk.com. Andy, see if you can find <laughs> C.L. Coven, C-A-U-V-I-N. C.L. Coven is very funny. C.L. Very Coven? Funny. Yeah, it's a guy's name, C.L., and then yep. his last name is Coven, C-A-U-V-I-N. And then type in A-U-V-I-N. And then type in okay, June, June uh, Andy, teeth. no subject line is coming your way. Hold on. You mean J.L. Coven? Yeah, maybe it is J.L. It is J.L. Coven. And then type in Juneteenth. So it's only a minute and a half long. Oh, this I definitely want to hear it because that guy, what is it again? What did he say it was? It was the, what the hell? What was the word he made up again in the fir- very first one? With Tr- oh, he was doing Trump. What the hell word did he make Easter? up? No, oh, Christowitz. Christowitz. It was Christowitz. <laughs> did you find it? I think I did. He was Jewish, so his name might be Christowitz. <laughs> Let's see here. And I emailed that link to you too, Andy. Okay. Wonderful. Excuse me, do I know Juneteenth? I know Juneteenth. Drink it up a little bit. Okay, I know it better than you. I know you think because you're who you are, you know Juneteenth better than I know Juneteenth. Okay? God, that's good. Juneteenth, of course, is, they used to call it a bat mitzvah, okay? This is when the great Jewish girls become women, okay? And they changed the name. Juneteenth, like Jewish teens, you know, recently, it's a recent thing, okay, that they've changed, and it's okay, it's okay. You know, maybe they want a different branding, okay, it's it's understandable, bat mitzvah is kind of, you know, not, you know, Juneteenth sounds a lot cooler, if I can be honest, okay? So, no, I know Juneteenth, okay, it's, it was, you know, bat mitzvah, it's a great thing when the Jewish girls become women, okay? That was part of my great friend Jeff Epstein's defense, yeah. was that under the old traditions, the, some of the women he was with, okay, were women by the bat mitzvah Juneteenth standard. You know, states might have had a different opinion, and that's okay. You can have, di- you know, the laws sometimes, like, different, okay? Sometimes different. It's, it's different, but sometimes you have to, because I believe in great faith and religious liberties. It's called religious Mike, Liberty. you love religious liberties, right? That's like your thing, right? You love it. He's so, this guy, so religious. And, you know, he loves the, you were watching the Like a Prayer. You were dancing to the Like a Prayer video. Oh, God. In your office, right? It's a great, you know, with the, you know, studying the enemy. I know, I know. It's a nasty video. Very anti-faith. Very anti-faith. But we're doing great things. And 
I think they got the idea. We've got to have great relationships. It just goes on and on, does he? He Juneteenth, he Jew, and they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Juneteenth. God, he's got the timing. I mean, it makes Alec Baldwin look like a beginner. Oh, there's no doubt about that. That is a great impression. I'm surprised that somebody like SNL has not gotten him on. I'm su- yeah, I'm surprised, too. I think it's, uh, it's SNL phenomenal. is very clicky. If you're not part of the clique, well, then they true. don't like you. Oh, yeah. If, if, if what's his name, Lauren Michaels doesn't like you, you are out, and that's all there is to it. That, and I just love the fact he stole the whole idea from SCTV anyway, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's a genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, Tim, I got your thing here, too. Timmy. Uh, Tim, Minneapolis Community Timmy, Justice Timothy. Sensitive Crisis Intervention Response Team, 311 call. What's your emergency? I think somebody broke into my house. I would love to help you with this issue you're currently having. I'll just need you to enter your intersectionality score on your dial pad, and I would actually be happy to help you determine your score with a 30-question survey. No, I know it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know Unfortunately, it. due to a high level of microaggressions, can you please hold? But, but I... Microaggression. What's your emergency? There's someone in my house. He's about six foot two and. Whoa, whoa, hold on, sir. The response team does not wish to receive any physical description that may contribute to ageism, ableism, racism, or other phobias incompatible with a just and inclusive society. Okay. Sir, am I going to have to repeat myself using hand clap emojis? He he broke the window. I need you to recognize (laughs) that that's your privilege talking. Is there a way that your whiteness might be escalating the situation? Oh, God. I'm, I'm half Hispanic, okay? Have you tried offering the intruder your flat screen TV? Are you kidding? The Bachelor is on tonight. <laughs> uh, kneeling down and apologizing to your intruder usually works. Or you, you can try tweeting about this in a socially conscious way. Hey, he's upstairs. I can't. Ah! Uh, sir. Sir, please do not engage. Your instinctual reaction of self-defense will only reinforce negative stereotypes. Um, dispatch to all units. I- I'm going to need a slam poetry team and two interpretive dance units at 1284 12th Street ASAP. Sir? Sorry, are you there? Sir? Sir? You're a machine gun. Hey, sir? Uh, hey, never mind. Some insane guy wearing a MAGA hat and war paint uh, and carrying an AR-15 just crashed through my window and he subdued the intruder. I think we'll be okay. All units, all units. Please send 12 militarized brute squad teams to investigate possible armed racists. There you, you go. Remain <laughs> where you are, sir. We're coming to save you. Sir? Armed racist. <laughs> the guy comes in and takes care of the intruder, but he's the bad guy anyway because he's a white guy. Yeah, we have gotten to a point now with this whole whiteness thing that's getting really disgusting. It really is. You simpering candy asses. <laughs> oh, God, we did everything wrong. First of all, we didn't do it. There was other generations calm down. My family didn't even come here until 1888. What? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, All right. We missed a lot of great wars. We really did. Well, I mean, no, I didn't God. because I'm partially Eastern European. Oh, okay. Plenty of war, well, conquering in my uh, lineage. Plenty of conquering. <laughs> and my grandfather uh, was is English, was English, I guess, still is. <clears throat> Got sent over here in 1914 to avoid the English draft by my great-grandfather. Oh, that didn't work out well Two years him. later, the Yanks there got him anyway. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, thank you, sir. Great stuff. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, we'll uh, talk with you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you, you too, Tim. Timmy. Thanks. Tim yeah. Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Car selling secrets up next.